Hey guys, just wanted to note this was originally recorded in March of 2022. The reason I'm making this intro instead of just putting it in the description like I usually do is because Profane makes some sweeping comments about the uh, oil industry that turn out to uh, change a little bit. So enjoy. You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. New layout bullshit. Alright, we're back it. with we're back <laughs> We're back with Profane and we got uh cut up for backgrounds <laughs> on our Skype. Like he's not, he's not a fan so far. So. Not feeling it. I guess I like how all thank you for having me guys. Always great to be here. Yeah, it's yeah, good to have you, man. Um it's 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 actually interesting because all of us have different backgrounds. You guys see that too? At least I got no, a blue. No, I just see a blank space. Oh, really? For us? I got a blank space, babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just the uh, uh, yeah. No, it's just like your icon and like a square, and that's it. Do you have other backgrounds? Yeah, I'll send you a snip. This this is probably not fun for the audio listeners, but or I guess listeners, period. But um, I'll send it to you. Okay. Well, anyways, continue what you're saying, though. Okay, so I think something good to start off with. This this might lead to all the other discussions, really. Is profane? Do you have your world must be fucking upside down? Oh shit! (laughs) It's uh, March. It's March Madness, baby. (laughs) Oil trader in the house. Profane anorexic, baby. (laughs) Ripping the face off of the consumer. What I do best. Just rolling in the dough right now. I'm sure you're just right. rolling in the dough, baby. I don't even have to go into the office the rest of the year. We already made oh, our money. Shit. Oh, you already made all your money? We're going, we're hit, we hit budget for 2022. We're going for budget on 2023, baby. Oh, Damn. fuck. That's insane. That's savage. That's what war will do to you, I guess. <laughs> are, you, are you secretly hoping that we? That Russia just keeps fucking keeps fucking up, so we can keep on putting more and more sanctions on them, and we can stop buying more oil, and then we just it just keeps skyrocketing. Guys, we're absolutely fucked. There's no oil. There's gonna be no gasoline. There's gonna be no diesel. We're fucked. <laughs> we don't have. We don't. Don't we have? I thought we had like strategic reserves and shit. What's going on with this? Yeah, but it's like a couple yeah. of days. So like they might be able to do one release one day of it. Wait, I heard, yeah, I heard they're doing like one barrel, like they're basically like we use, let's say, 100 million barrels a day and they're drilling 100 million barrels a day. So it's like a one for one. Well, it's a, yeah, it's I mean, there's, you can release out of the SPR, but it's just not gonna, it's not gonna save the problem. So is it like, we're just gonna it, export it, baby. We'll just export it to Asia and not, and not run it in the US and we'll be fucked. So, are, are, so consumers fucked. So what? So what's that? So I guess <laughs> I'm trying to figure this out now. Like you got me worried. I guess I'm shook it. So all right. <laughs> um, first off, like, what is the cause? Are we talking about this? Just like this war in Crimea or not Crimea uh, in Ukraine? Is that like the impetus for this, or or, or what's going on? So I'll try to keep it short and sweet. 
Yeah, please do. But here's what happened, man. The system is first in, first out, or just very, uh, it's move, It's an extremely complex system and it's moving super fucking fast, right? Prior mm. to COVID. You're like, as soon as the barrel comes in, it's out, like it's just moving and it's just moving so damn fast. Well, when COVID happened, we had to slam on the brakes and there really were no brakes installed. You know what I mean? So we had to figure out how to stop the entire system. It had never been. Oh, done. because people weren't using as much oil and then you had to just like. Right. Because okay. no one was using it at all. Well, when everyone stopped the brakes, it's not like you can just turn it on tomorrow. It's going to take years to turn back on. Meanwhile, everybody, you have these like ad, like uh, advocate investors and things. No one likes oil. Oil is a bad word. It's dirty right? Like it's all going green. So no one will give any oil guy money. They're like, fuck you. I would just give it to a green guy, like a green producer. Uh, it's the future. And so there's no money to pump any oil. Mm -hmm. And so there's like, there no, none of the guys who know how to drill wells, uh, they have no money. There's no labor. There's no steel. Uh, you you just can't you, can, you can't get it out of the ground fast enough and there's no so we've depleted all our tanks so typically for the first quarter of the year you build oil and then mm -hmm. like you're kind of coming out of winter and it uh driving season kind of starts where a lot more like summer vacations and gasoline demand ticks up mm -hmm. well there's a pent-up demand from covid but there's no oil like we since the beginning of the year have decreased our oil inventories and we're just like at record lows there's no oil so when there's no oil, you can't make gasoline, you can't make diesel, you can't make jet fuel. And we're to that point. Um, so the price is just going up just to tell people, hey, if you can make oil, make oil. But there's not enough people, there's not enough steel. I mean, no one wants to give them money to drill a new well. So there's no oil. So, okay, sounds like essentially, this is just me looking at it. COVID happened and we were producing because the demand for gas, diesel, jet fuel, et cetera, went down during like the initial stages of COVID. So we we're like, okay, we need to stop the, we need to stop the production and it's going to take a little bit to not stop the production, but slow it down for what's being used. So they did that. And that happened, you know, probably six to nine months after like March 13th or whatever. So that happens. And yep. now they're like, okay, well, we need to ramp it up. So is it reasonable to think that in six to nine months from now, the production will be back up to what it should be? Yeah, it should only take like six weeks to get the production back up. But the problem is, is none of the guys who are trying to get the production up can get the labor out there or like the steel or the flat frac fluid, like any of the supplies to get the stuff going. So... That's a that's a that's a problem. Like in a perfect ideal world where there were no supply chain issues and people were willing to work, you could get the production going in in six months. But the problem is, is that no one has been producing for two two years. Like no one's drilled really new wells for two years. Whereas typically you were constantly drilling new wells. It's like once a well taps to zero, you either need a new well or you got to re refrack it or do whatever. And so it's just. You were just behind and it's tough right now.
Well, now with the oil going up or the prices for barrel oil up there, like more people are going to be getting back into it, though. Yeah. You would think so. All the private guys are printing money if they can get oil out of the ground. So that means like they don't have to report to the to Wall Street. Basically, they don't have to report report to an investor. But when you have these big banks like J.P. Morgan or Rockefeller and their heirs of billionaires, and they say we don't want to invest in oil, we only want to invest in go green. Uh, like if you're a public company. You, you can't really say, hey, I'm going to drill more oil. Uh, you'll get your hand slapped for that. Hmm. So is this all, com- I don't know. So the Russia situation has exacerbated this or this was already going on, right? The shortage? It was already going on and war made it explode. Yeah. This okay. was already going on and the system was fucked. And then... When Russia did its thing, it just exacerbated the problem. I mean, to be fair, um, you know, parties aside here, uh, obviously you would prefer us to keep (laughs) keep, uh, using our reliance on oil, right? But is this not, uh, I guess, evidence why we should probably go green? You know, thinking about the... Existential it crisis hopefully here. will drive energy prices up. Yeah, I would think it would drive energy prices up. So if you're green, you're going to get paid a lot of money to like come up with an alternative. So that is going to definitely incentivize people to go green for sure. I think the issue that from my seat is you can't just go. We're not there yet. So when you if you go green too fast, you're going to have these hiccups. Like you're going to have blackouts of electricity. You're going to have gasoline prices go through the roof where it's hard to fill up your tank if you're working a minimum wage job, you know? Yeah. I guess, uh, again, more devil's So I advocate. feel like there's a fine balance and you just, you can't cut it off. I mean, all these rich people want to cut it off tomorrow, but not everyone can go out and buy a Tesla, you know? Sure. That's fair. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for the little guy, but you know that's why car companies they start like I mean all the car companies are moving towards that green stuff anyway. So maybe it's uh, like I said I don't know I I could take it or leave it. I like having a gas powered car, but um, yeah, it's a sticky situation I guess. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like I guess I've learned like in, when people say inflation, all that is is like the price. It's a gasoline. If because still everyone gets all their food trucked to them, whether they know it or not. Like your lemon that you bought at the grocery store, your avocado is trucked to you. If the price of the truck getting there on diesel doubles, then your lemon or avocado is going to go up, right? Um, I don't know. It just is. Um, I guess what I feel bad for is for the lower class, right? The people who don't make as much money, if they spend more of a percentage of their income on the basics, meaning like electricity. So if your electric bill doubles, like then you have less expendable income. If you're driving to work and your gasoline bill doubles, then you have less expendable income. And for the people who are on the verge anyways, like it's really bad. So like, this is kind of funny, like not funny, but it's how the agenda of just when you 
when you try to transition without having a backup plan or having, you really ideally need to have multiple uh, units of energy, right? You need wind, solar, gasoline, natural gas, all this different stuff. So that way you have backups when the wind pattern change changes or something goes out that you can transition to something else. Yeah. Yeah. Nuclear, whatever. We, we we get it uh, <laughs> we get it profane. You want us to keep uh, oh, <laughs> keep the oil up going? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Uh, no, man, you, you you make a valid point. Like you can't just completely get rid of that because you're always going to need a backup. Um, so yeah, I get it. So that's yeah. crazy. You guys made your 22 budget, and you're just moving on to 23. Yeah, so if you look out into 2023, you can buy a barrel of oil for, call it, $85. And so why not buy a barrel at $85 in 2023? And if you think, like I do, that the problem's not going to be solved, um, then by the time 2023 rolls around, the barrel goes up to 125 and you just made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, I thought you buy guys a million, were... buy a million barrels and have it go up thirty cents, <laughs> <pounds>, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, go. <laughs> I thought you guys were like going day by day or like hour by hour, you know? Like, did you guys just strike fucking big on uh, one contract or something like that, or one day? We had bought a million barrels, just saying like uh, for for this year. And prices just went through the roof. Now, I don't get any of this money. I'm not loaded. I'm just still making a measly right, right, right. salary, right? Right. But the company did well. And the company was like, hey, just take your profits and move on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm hamming it up. But, yeah, I mean, that's the concept, right? If I bought a bunch of, bunch of oil at, at the prices now, and then the price just went up to 120 and it's like, well, shoot, we just made $5 million bucks. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. Effectively, the same thing is like storing oil, right? It's the exact opposite, right? Which you could do if oil is really cheap. And this is what, this is how these, it's kind of cyclical. You can do it both ways. You do have to kind of get the direction right or you have to manage it because like the downside risk would be if Iran, if U.S. gets like a deal with Iran, then the back half of the year or Venezuela, like there may be oil production coming on that's not in the market now or is kind of sanctioned, right? Or if this, for some reason, Russia stops and all those barrels stop getting sanctioned. Like all those barrels are back on the market and would push price down. So you have to be actively managing because like this stuff is news cycle as soon as it is. But like when with the play when COVID happened and everyone stopped driving is you buy a bunch of cheap oil for $20 and you just put it in a tank and you hold it and then you sell it out later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're so you breaking up a little bit. And then you sell. I, was, I was just saying you're breaking up a little bit. Uh, I don't know if you're how close you are to your router, but if you can get closer, that might help. But sorry, continue. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, I appreciate you giving the heads up on that. So, yeah, I think it's the same thing with COVID. You just uh, oil went down to $20. So you go uh, buy a bunch of $20 oil, put it in a tank, and then let out when crude gets up here, right? It's just the exact opposite. 
I got you. Yeah, okay. you're, you're, you're making a profit off of the little guy. So like, I hear uh, old profanes just living the life of the 1%. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, well, it is kind of like the big short, right? Where those guys were dancing. I saw that clip recently. Those guys were dancing, like the younger guys with the uh, older mentor. mentor. Like, they were like walking through the casino and they were dancing because they were like, holy shit, you know, the... Um, the housing market's going to crash and we're on the right side of the trade. So we're going to make like a lot of money and they are dancing and he's like, stop dancing. Like people are going to lose their jobs, you know, like that's, that's what kind of, that's what kind of sucks about it. Cause you're sitting here and you're making money on paper, but then you're like, well, what, at what expense right. now, all these people who are driving to work are fucked. There are people getting blown up in Russia. They're fucked. Like, or I guess not Russia, but Ukraine, but it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting spot to be in. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what What do you think about? I mean, obviously, we're trying to go green with halting our own production in uh, America. Now you're uh, you're pretty consistent now with your connection. Cool. Um, I guess you guys don't see that changing, right? Like, everybody's going to uh, hold fast, I guess. Because, like you said, everybody's behind the power curve. So even if they did start it up again, it would still take a while to get back to normal. Yeah, man, it's super interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, everyone wants to go green. We we need to go green. We're going to continue to go green. I think this is going to fuck over so many people that people are going to realize you can't just... Like, we can't neglect oil and gas investment, like, at yeah. least until we fully get there. So I had heard, and this needs to be fact-checked, uh, but anecdotally, I heard that the, so the country is broken up on the electric grid, it's broken up into five or six um, independent system operators who basically manage a geographic area. I heard the uh, Pennsylvania and East Coast area, they have so much um, solar coming on. They paused all solar for the next two years coming what? into the grid. So oh, because they got it stored all, or something? No, so there's so much new green energy coming online. They don't have, uh, they don't know how, so when you plug into the electric system, it's just goes, electricity just goes anywhere. It just right. goes down the path of re least resistance, right? It's just a wire. Right. So when you put electricity in it, it's just going to go whichever way has the least pressure on the line. Uh, you can have circuits and stuff and try to try to move it kind of to different areas. And it also shrinks when it goes down the line. But they have all this green energy coming into the system. Uh, the They need electrical engineers every time you put a big grid solar uh, production source into the grid. You need an electrical engineer to figure out, all right, how's it messing with the system? Where's it going? How do we handle it? How do we make sure the shit doesn't blow up uh, and catch fire? And so they're so far behind on people making applications to go green into the electricity grid that they've had to put everyone, like no new production on the system. We need to figure out what we got and do a complete system analysis um, on what we have. And then they said it's going to take them like two years to catch up. On just the current permits. My gosh. So it's pretty wild. Yeah, that is crazy. 
So, I mean, I think, I mean, it's going to be really interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's just like the um, computer chips shortage, right? Like, we basically had a few points of, or a few major points that created however many percentages of uh, production. And if they go down, then you're behind the curve and you can't just like turn it on back on tomorrow, you know? Right, because you're two years delayed, right? Right, So you're running from two years behind. Yeah. Pretty wild. I don't know. I never saw this coming. I never saw real estate going through the roof. Like, I mean, it's just wild what we're living through. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. And also the quantitative easing, I suppose, as well with all the inflation and the money supply. But yeah, I mean, I just don't know where this is going because anyone who says if I relate inflation to oil, I I am skeptical of anyone who says they think oil's going to any number. Because I'm like, what number? Like, what yeah. is the difference between 140 versus 200 versus yeah. 160? Like, right. I feel like people are just pulling numbers out of their ass. But at some point, they're going to, one thing has to happen or the other. Either people need to bring oil on, which I don't see happening, but I hope happens. I hope someone out there was smart enough to see this and do it. I mean, because we were smart enough to see that this was a problem. So some clearly somebody else was too. Maybe that's like an Exxon or a Chevron or somebody like a big major who can get us out of this mess. But uh, either somebody's going to save us on the production side or it's got to get so expensive that you and me got to get our bikes out and we got to bike to work. <laughs> hey, we're already there, baby. <laughs> dude i don't think exxon's fucking living the dream right now you know dude they gotta be they i mean i be. i think i think someone was talking about it recently or um even looking at katrina like historically the same kind of the same thing happened where like i don't know there's like two weeks or more of just like insane gas prices especially down there and they could have done stuff to change it or like cut into their profits, but they just let it ride, you know? And Our market price is the market price. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose there, there was one argument for it, which was like, if they, you know, it's almost like if you use the solution, if something else happens that hurts that, then they have nothing left, no tools left, I suppose. But I think they're just being greedy, but. I mean, you, I mean, yeah. you can't really blame them, of course, I guess. But yeah, I think money changed a lot of shit. So they're probably like, you know, we we kind of got everybody bent over the barrel right now. So we'll just keep on holding out, and then when they feel they really need us, like, okay, we'll come today, save the day, and we're probably gonna get bailed out. It's just kind of like I don't know. We can talk about um, uh, probably the last few years a lot about COVID, but thinking about. Um, whether it's Johnson and Johnson, I think specifically with Pfizer, how much money they're making, like they're getting, they're, they're they could have put this, you know, vaccine out here for free, um, like Homeboy did with the smallpox, um, but they didn't, and they're getting subsidized by like all the governments in the world. So they're just like, hey, we keep on wanting more and more. Go ahead and pay us more. Like this product works, but and I gotta see, I gotta think that the oil guys are the same way. Like, hey, we got this shit um it goes up we'll, like when you're ready when you're ready to come to us we'll get we'll we'll ramp it up it's going to cost you and then we're going to be like well we're the government we need this 
um, and or everybody, you know, whether you're Europe, you're um, Asia. I guess Asia is not so bad because they have their own uh, imports too. But um, they're sitting here like, hey, you need it now? Okay, you can pay it. You can pay for it. We'll do you. We'll do you. Don't worry. We'll do you a favor by sending our guys to work a little bit harder. You're just gonna have to pay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, historically, what has happened is these oil guys um, do that, right? But somebody cheats on the back end. It's not really cheating if it's uh, like a free market where they're like, you know, let's say oil's $125. They're like, okay, why don't I make more oil, right? And, and, and just get paid until they do it too much where the price accidentally comes down. And historically, it'll be like 125, 125, and they'll just like crash to 40 because everybody's getting greedy behind the back. It's like, oh, dude, these prices are great. I'm just going to bring this stuff to market. They're thinking they're going to get 125 every time. And then they show up to the market and everybody's there with oil as well. It's like, okay, now we have an abundance of it. And so hopefully that happens in the back half of the year. If not, I'm kind of scared that we might go into an economic pullback, to be honest. How how far out do you think we'll see, like, not the last drop of oil, you know what I mean? But, like, it, it getting to that point, you know, where people are like, holy shit, we're, like, we're really behind the curve. There's nothing that's going to change within the next month or something. Like, almost like some people have to stop going to work or whatever, stop going on road trips or, what, you know, like, like uh, commercial airlines have to, like, cut some of their lines, you know, or – uh, Right. I read a guy who's been doing this longer than me and is much smarter than me. I'll send the article out. But he said, I haven't seen this in 40 years. Yeah, I bet. It's kind of a bad combination every way, isn't it? And also, oil is, I mean, it's basically money, right? It's the one thing that makes everybody kind of uh, work together in like geopolitics and everybody fights over, you know? And yeah. now we're seeing all that shit come out, too, where some people aren't willing to help us, obviously. Well, it's also, it's also interesting because, I mean, maybe there's some politics that have to come into play at this point. Because what's going to happen is you're going to have some guy sitting with oil and he's going to say, why should I sell it to the U.S. when I can sell it to Asia for more? Because China is going to be growing whenever they get out of COVID, right? China, India. Yeah. They, need, they probably will pay more than an American, right? So the barrel will go to Asia and there'll be nothing left for us. Well, this is uh, great. <laughs> Luxury, you think this is going to happen? myself to the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Luxury, you think this is going to finally stop the flying hours program? <laughs> uh, I do maybe. wonder how much the, the bases hold, you know? I don't think it's enough to keep doing. Like they got to keep pumping that shit in. Like they're always. You guys talking for jet fuel? Yeah. Yeah. See, jet fuel might be a little different because there's still not much international uh, commercial flights versus like what was pre-COVID. So you might have a situation where you need diesel to like truck stuff and do industrial stuff, but you might have a little bit of a glut or a decent amount of jet fuel just because there's not the international flights going around that used to be it's my thought yeah i i get we were i guess we were talking 
like that that is true i know like uh, my girlfriend she's been trying to figure out flights and stuff and like all the prices are going crazy right now still but oh, shit. yeah uh we were just kind of since we were talking about flights and stuff um and talking about the flying hours basically so we'll do a quick down and dirty for you and, and there are any of the other non-flyers here but there's you know you're, you're allocated a certain amount of flying hours and it kind of ebbs and flows based on who knows what <laughs> to be frank um but let's say you're you're allocated for a year 200 flying hours that's obviously not what it what uh, somebody's actually given but just keep it easy you're, you're allocated 200 flying hours and some days they'll say, you know, like, you're like, hey, we need to spend, it, it's it's December, or sorry, it's March, and we need to sp- spend, you know, 12 flying hours. And if you only have enough people to really do, you know, nine to 10 flying hours, they end up forcing you kind of to run those, like run around and go crazy for those 12 flying hours then it, you might get to the end of the year and you're like planning all like you've been planning all these things like they said and you're like hey uh just kidding we only have uh three flying hours for the r- remainder of the year and you're like well we got all these things we're planning on spending 10 flying hours like nope you got to cut it and you're just kind of getting jerked around left and right so we've we've kind of been um as military flyers you're you're kind of held to that flying hours program so that's what i think he's saying more so like with the cost of oil going up maybe they'll just say hey we're going to make this easy you go from 200 to 100 flying hours and that's what you got and you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off trying to find people and make it happen when it can't really happen you guys need an oil trader to hedge the the production so you could be <laughs> flying around 300 hours if you want. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I mean, honestly, we having, that yeah, yeah, we would. Well, that's like the guy. Uh, remember, you, you've talked about this on a podcast. The report, uh, the the civilian who was running the like innovation or the no, not sorry, not innovation, the the IT department for the Department of Defense, and he was like guys the system's broken i'm trying to fix it and you guys won't let me so fuck off i'm out uh i don't remember that when was that you were talking all right dude you were you were uh talking about this on the pod. i forget what it's called like he may not be the it guy but um um maybe like information systems like he, he somebody has to type this up to look um because i don't remember but he was a civilian put in charge of uh, IT and information systems for the DOD. And he had been like telling him like, hey, this is how like this is how you want to innovate. Because like, he came from the private sector and he knew what it took. But the government was just giving him so much pushback and didn't really give him what he was looking for. And he but hey, you need to fix it. A, 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 B, and C, and they're like, "Sorry, all we can do is give you half of <laughs> A." And he's like, "You're going to like the the problem you hired me to fix is not going to be be able to be fixed with what you guys want." And he basically left and he quit his job. Um, I better look it up and give you a better um, uh, synopsis. But okay. that was essentially the the idea. Okay, gotcha. Um. 
one thing I had was I'll send it in the chat here. So apparently President Biden is planning on um, moving or he, he I think he sent out an executive order to look into other agencies looking into creating a digital coin or digital currency or oh, I guess boy. digital dollar. Uh, oh, digital dollar, huh? Yeah, so they're just looking into it for now, I suppose. But if we all went to electronic currencies, that's where a lot of people freak out because they're like, holy shit, if they don't like you, they could basically just turn it all off, you know? Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't have, like, physical dollars. We would just have, like, almost like NFT, is that what it is? Phone payments? And if they don't oh, want e- to- You're saying EFTs, like electronic funds transfers? No, like, what is the thing on your phone that lets you do tap? Oh, near field. Oh, yeah. Near field transfer um, RFID. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that basically. And so it's just a, I don't know, just a topic of discussion of that comes online. Here's what I don't get on that. What is the (laughs) difference between that and a debit card? Isn't a debit card digital currency? Like, mm, to I don't a degree. fucking do anything physical. I just tap my shit or swipe yeah. it, and it just keeps a ledger. So, like, yeah. what does the it is, no, it, currency going to do that my little debit card doesn't? I think that I think that's kind of the point. So, like, you can like, – I guess the difference is cash versus um, – it, it's cash versus electronic. Like, now, like – yeah, so I, I don't think you could necessarily cut out the banks, but you make it, um, I, from what I understand, I, I, don't, I don't know, I'm just taking what Ports said. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's more, um, it, it's, it's not based around banking, if that makes sense. Is that kind of what you're saying, Port? I think that's where people are scared it's going to end up going, but yeah, Profane, you have a point. Like, we do in today's world with technology we don't mess with cash that much but like luxury was saying it's just the fear that you can't if they went to the digital dollar i think they would be so mainstream and get rid of physical cash you know so you couldn't even have the option yeah and to your point of i feel like more people and this is in that same space right i hear these crypto guys go apeshit over the issue in Canada and what you're talking about, about social like scores or whatever. So like, Hey, you know, yeah, it's kind of far off to think that like, we're going to be in like a Iran type uh, government controlled, you know, issue or, or like, but or our government is going to control us. But now people are like these crypto guys are like look this is happening on our border you know you have these guys who are protesting something they believe in and the the government shut their banks off so that now they have no access to the bank right i mean hell people they've been doing that for years like it's that's what whole sanction is real quick don't want to derail this um but the what i was talking about um this guy, he was the Air Force software chief. Um, he was the first ever, it says, first ever so, uh, chief software officer of the Air Force. And he quit um, because 
he, he started out at Homeland Security and he was a good technological entrepreneur, um, very tech savvy guy. And he kept on bringing up issues like we just kind of stymie ourselves. Like, again, he's a civilian. He's used to like, hey, we should do this. And like, all right, click, 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 click. All right, we did it. Versus, you know, in the military, sometimes like, OK, we should do this. Like, all right, we need to see a proposal. Like, OK, now the proposal needs to go to um, be verified versus a couple other people. And then, OK, this needs to go to contracting. This needs to go and all these. Like, it's just a, it's very, a very slow process. And he like talks about um development um breakdowns um like the difference between comparing like he says as said this article says difference can be compared to the difference between an old windows xt computer and today's windows 10 or iphone operating systems um where you have updates continually pushed out to the devices versus like as you know we're still running like windows 10 or, or sorry not windows 10 like old fucking programs just because we were, you know, we're like 10 years behind because it has to go through the acquisitions and shit like that. So he, he basically he quit because he's, he sounds like my job is useless and you guys aren't listening to me. Um, and he's been trying to and just didn't work. So anyways, guy's name is uh, Shalane or Shailen, 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 oh, okay. Shailen. Anyways, yeah, Nicholas, I um, yeah, so the Canada situation, I was actually following that on Twitter. Uh, it's fucking crazy, man. Like, I, the truckers, I suppose, how do I say, they basically were protesting in the capital city, and they raised like $10 million or something on, what was it, GoFundMe? And the Canadian government basically talked to GoFundMe and said like, hey, cut them off or something. <laughs> and GoFundMe just kept the 10 million dollars their original plan was they took the 10 million dollars and we're going to give it to a separate organization of their choosing and not refund anybody automatically hmm. they and were going to refund got pissed you can't yeah, just were- donate my shit to planned parenthood I gave it to <laughs> yeah. <these crazy> truckers. <laughs> yeah yeah they they let you like refund if you had a request form or something but then they, yeah, got all the negative action. They refunded everybody without the request form or whatever. This goes to Trudeau's re-election campaign, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then they went further and they basically did their version of martial law. And they did that for like a week or two, I think, and ended up like arresting some of the truckers and all this like peaceful protests as far as I saw. And then, like you guys said, they froze the bank accounts, yeah, of of the people they didn't like, basically. Exactly. So pretty soon, the, the tinfoil hat says, pretty soon they're going to find out who voted for Trump and they're going to cut them off. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> exactly. That's why you got to go 100% crypto. That's why you got to get paid in crypto. You got to buy and sell in crypto. You, are you you buying and selling in crypto? You taking crypto? What's the oil? No, like? I'm not. Okay. I'm not. This is a tinfoil hat. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. This is this tinfoil propane. That's what I would get about the tinfoil is is can they do the same thing? I mean, it's decentralized, right? But I just saw <clears throat> I just saw recently. Depending on who you, I don't really understand it fully, but depending on what wallet you use or whatever, like Coinbase, they just turn like twenty five hundred wallets off or something Ooh, like that. Hey, Sorry, sorry. Now I'm just thinking of this. It's like, 
Okay. Are we really concerned with fake money? Like, these are literally somebody just decided to make some shit up. Right. And we're like, oh, no, you, you took my fake money. And, like, literally, it was just the guy decided to make some computer code. And it's not, not based in anything at all. That's the thing. So whether they turn off a wallet, it's like, it's not my fault you guys decided to spend all, like, actual money on something that doesn't exist. So why does it matter? That sounds like a them problem, not a me problem here. <laughs> That's why I thought it was interesting. This reminds me of what I was thinking when people were like, Robinhood shut down because it had a bug. And I'm like, well, Robinhood's kind of like a startup app. Like, when you have millions of users doing all this shit on the same time, like, yeah, it's going to fucking break. Um, whereas, like, if you do it through a more legitimate well, I say more legitimate, but really all I mean is that they've been around longer, so they've yeah, worked well out. Well-established. Like, yeah, like a TD Ameritrade's not going to shut down when you're trying to trade out of something. Yeah. Well, or like a they do Charles sometimes. Schwab or something, you know? Yeah. I think they've, they've already had those, and they're, like, prepared for that shit, you know? Exactly, yeah, they're more... they've been doing it for 50 to 100 years. Yeah. Like, no. I, think that's, I think it's just a problem with – no – not to say that the new, like, and we're included in this new generation here. Not to say that we're completely wrong, but it's going to take a little bit of um, old school ingenuity with this because we, like, we get so trapped into we need to find the easiest way to get things done that we're like, oh, well, I'm just going to sign away my life on this, you know, app or yeah, I'm going to jump full into, you know, what whatever because it's convenient. And, again, it's, it's kind of like picking the Robin Hood because it's easy. It's on my mobile phone. I can uh, use it very quickly, see instant results versus, like, talking to, um, you know, a, an investor or somebody who deals in securities or whatever. And they're like, hey, this is uh, – like they're a well-established institution. Like now they also have to get with the new stuff, but you can't just say like a problem with, I think with millennials and just young people in general, we're just like, Oh yeah, sure. We'll just take the convenience hit and not do any exploring or not do any research that doesn't take us two seconds to do. And then we're just going to fuck ourselves because we're like, Oh, easy money, Robin hood. And then it gets fucked. And if you had just been, hey, maybe have a little bit of Robin Hood, but I have also a little bit in, you know, a brick and mortar establishment. They're like, oh, well, I'm not out of the bank. And then we just complain about it, like, oh, we lost. Well, yeah, you fucking lost because you didn't have a backup plan. And we just don't ever think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking like. Yeah, a absolutely. I mean, and I, I'm dogging Robin Hood here. It's like I got a fucking Coinbase. So, like, I'm the next guy to get fucked. So, <laughs> I mean, gonna, I'm all for they're gonna, convenience. They're going to get you back for all your fucking oil gains, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. They're going to get the, the fucking rigged. <laughs> the uh, market's fucked me. Yeah. Hey, uh, oh, not, go ahead. Um, so, talking about being rigged, uh, this is just, I had, a, I had a thought about this when I was just, you know, driving as as happens sometimes so back when i worked at apple um we 
we basically had like these giant cages of merchandise. So like iPhones, iPads, computers, whatnot. And we would have like, we didn't, we didn't clean this, uh, like as far as like take the trash, you know, mop floors, all that. We didn't do that ourselves. We hired a company to do it. And like most cleaning companies, a lot of times um, they'll hire people who have a hard time finding jobs or maybe this is the only job they can get um, for whatever reason, whether they have a troubled past or um, they just don't have that much education or whatever. So especially during holiday season, without fail, every time we would catch um, like these cleaning guys and gals stealing iPhones or, or, or iPads or whatever. And the way they would do it is, you know, like they take a, you know, like a trash bag or they'd have a, um, like what they were mopping, they just knock, you know, like when we're, no one was looking because we'd leave the cage open because we were so busy just running back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They'd like knock it into the trash, you know, when no one was looking. So they yeah. thought, and then they'd take the trash out, throw it in the dumpster. And then they try, or they try to, cause they, I'm sure people got away with it, but most times we caught people, they try to, you know, throw it in the dumpster, then come back after hours, obviously go circle through the trash. And then, um, you got some new iPhones. So I was wondering, I was like, sure, that's shitty on them for stealing stuff. You know, I mean, but at the same time, did we set them up for failure here? And yes. what I what I mean is, um, like, is somebody who's in a risky, and again, I'll caveat this, say, like, no one held a gun to their head and said, steal this. But they're a person who's not making that much money. It's Christmas time um, or it's holiday season. They maybe had came from a life where they had to resort to that before, or it's just so easy to do, you know. And it's and it's again, it's a big company. Who they're they're probably thinking like, who who's really losing out? Like they lose one iPhone, and this is the richest company in the world, you know. So did we set them up for failure by leaving these cages open and just basically making it so tempting to? steal something and I, I was thinking was like we probably could like if we had just closed the cages you know or locked them every which we eventually did um but you know old habits die hard sometimes i i, I guess you can sort of get what i'm saying and the fact that, yeah you're paying the guys eight dollars an hour and you're but like you know and for, for all like for all intents and purposes walking them by an open rolex cage yeah and you just think to yourself could they, you know, it, it's almost worth it, you know, like you, let's say you knock off a couple iPhones you, and, you know, uh, one iPhone is, you know, you know, 12, 1300 bucks, you sell it for even uh, half of that price and you're able to feed your family or you're able to actually get, you know, Christmas presents for all your kids or your mom and dad or whatever. So it's like almost like you're it's almost entrapment you know <laughs> and you wonder it's like crack where you're like i'm only gonna knock i'm only gonna steal like two of these i'm only gonna do this once for christmas yeah exactly and you're like oh i kind of well, like that that was well, I mean, <laughs> you, you do it again in february <laughs> that's that might be possible but like even the fact that they're like like they did it once and like they could just do it once and they got caught doing it one time and now they're fucked or maybe they're not fucked. I don't know. Depending on what the company decides to press charges or just fire them. I don't know. Um, but it's, I, I don't know. I just thought I was, uh, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, 
man, we could have, you know, helped him out a little bit by not <laughs> not making it so easy. Just think like <laughs> not making it so damn easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like think about um entrapment. Yeah. That, that, and that's a little bit of a stretch, you know, and I'm kind of on the um, outside of this, but you just kind of wonder, like, I, I don't know, like if, for instance, let's say there was a, a a car lot and they left all their keys in the cars and like these are luxury cars. You're talking Porsches, Beamers, Cadillacs. You're uh, begging to get robbed. You're asking just, me to rob you. No one's paying attention. They're just walking around and... You just you just leave the keys in the car for anybody to come by, and no one's on the lot. Just they just watch them. So, yes, you're completely wrong for stealing, the, but you know it's so easy. Why wouldn't you? And like I said, I'm not trying to argue for them, but it's just a thought. Um, yeah. No, I think it's a good one because, I mean, like we said, they're not they shouldn't be stealing, period. But it also brings up the point. And I don't mean to go too political here, but I think we we underpay people typically, right? Even if you look at the minimum wage, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, the solution is not – or sorry. I guess the solution is to pay them more. But obviously they sh- still shouldn't be stealing. You're like you shouldn't have to pay somebody more to not do something illegal. Yeah. But as you said, if – like imagine if they were – Imagine if it was legal to just give them $2 or, like, make them work for free or something, right? Yeah. And then you basically – and, you know, like um, – it's like Aladdin almost or something like that where they have to, like, steal, <laughs> steal bread from the food carts or something like that to yeah. help their family or to live, you know? It's – so, yeah. So, and again, that that's kind of an off-the-wall situation. It's just, like, a I guess an exercise in mental thinking. And I'm sure like, – and – this is going to lead me to my next thought um, that I got a sh- I, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, profane knows him. Uh, his name's Adam Weesey, one of the greatest minds I've ever known. Um, <laughs> even though he's, he, he's, he's a layman, but dude, he's, I already he's told a, him he's a, he's a layman philosopher. Like he, this guy is a genius. Anyways, um, before I get to that subject, but it just makes you think, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just a mental exercise, but um what I was going to say was, so Adam came visiting me uh, a few weeks ago and we were just talking, we're just, you know, waxing uh, philosophic about shit. And <laughs> he goes to me, he said he's driving. He was thinking, he was like, man, I could really use, you know, a dip. And he was like, but he's like, I don't really need it. A dip's bad for me. Um, you know, I, I said, he's like, I, he, he quit dipping, but he's like, you know, I wonder what's worse uh, because he's like, I stopped eating fast food also. He's like, what's worse, tobacco or fast food? And you're like, well, duh, tobacco can give you cancer and all that shit. But he's like, but is it really when you think about it? Like what? It, so let's say you take one puff of a cigarette or you take um, like one, di- like you, you throw in one lip and you spit it out. Is that really worse than eating, you know, two Big Macs, a large fry and a large Coke? I don't know. Like, is that like, is that one puff of a cigarette or that one lip you threw in? Is that more dangerous to your health than eating a bunch of like, you know, like 3000 calories of food? I don't know. And bad food for me on top of that. 
I read a book on this. I think they call it an addiction. That like once you <laughs> pop, you just keep going back, and that's where the problem is. Yeah, but like I, I guess it's just it's one of those things that like sure, let, let like addictions aside, you know, like let's forget about the addiction. We everybody thinks you know like okay, what's like tobacco? We know it's, it's terrible. We tell it all the time, or alcohol, terrible for you, bad, but having a ton of, you know, processed food and sugar, like if you have, if you just take one puff of a cigarette or you take one bite of a hamburger, like neither one of those, like everything in moderation really isn't going to hurt you. Right. But if you like, which one is actually worse for you? I don't know. (laughs) Like eating is eating. Like I might from one puff of a cigarette, I'm probably not going to die. You might cough or something, or you know, you throw in a lip, just one lip, that's it. You might puke if you don't, if you're not used to it, or you're, you might um, have like your blood might be thin, thinner, but you know, that that that's it. Sure, you might get cancer later on, like if you keep on doing it, but you can get cancer from eating McDonald's every freaking day too. But you, but are you more likely to die from taking one puff of cigarette? Or your blood, you know, you your blood sugar could go crazy or you might like your cholesterol just shoots up and then you have a heart attack, you know, a few minutes later or you get heartburn and it fucks you up. Like I don't know what's worse. Like they both could be extremely bad. I don't know. But it's just it, he just made me think about it. I was like, that's a great question. I don't know. Like there's no black and white answer here, but Yeah, that is a good point. And I mean well, we're definitely not doing this, but like judging people, one vice versus another, you know, mm-hmm. is again not like in something we should do, obviously. But it reminds me of the Keanu Reeves quote, I think it was, where he was talking about like his one relative was like the healthiest person ever and then died at like whatever, uh, 45 of a heart attack or something. And the other guy like smoked every day and ate butter with everything they ate and lived to be like 99 or something like that you know so it's like <laughs> so his there's basically... there's something to be said for living a little bit right yeah exactly yeah i think like those are kind of outliers sometimes but... you just gotta fucking throw a dip in maybe yeah. <laughs> well, it might even be worse you because you drive yourself nuts not thrown in the dip right <laughs> it is it like more unhealthy for your brain than to just throw the fucking dip in Maybe I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. You get still. sit there depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's. I mean, in maybe. the oncoming traffic. Yeah, in the in the immediate term, maybe so, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. That like, I'm sure you could ask Jocko. He he'd have his own perspective on this. Shit, but <laughs> and now no, that you get the Velos. Have you guys hit those yet? No, I don't do. I don't smoke shit, man. <laughs> What's apparently what it's like? So I was at the coffee cooler and somebody was like, "No, no, 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 no. you don't need that coffee." He's like, "Put this in." It's like a little snus fuck? thing. Oh, I'm like, "What is this crap?" I've and he's like, "Well, it's 100% nicotine. There's no tobacco in it." Yeah, these are like Zins. You ever heard of Zin? No. Yeah, it's the same shit. I it's think like that, throw this in, you can swallow it, and you'll be you'll you'll be more alert than drinking this coffee. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Bellows is a Formula One sponsor, I believe. Um, I think it's like an offshoot of like Marlboro or some bullshit. Like they are they're always, they're, these companies are crazy. I don't know how they do it. But yeah, no. Um, Zen is also another one of those. I'm sure you've you've seen those, right, Port? 
No, I don't know what you're talking about. What? You never see like I they're think... like you never see people put throw like they're holding like a can. It looks like dip, but it's white and it's uh got like little white pouches. Uh, I, yeah, maybe I have. I can't think of it right now, but I, I think people have told me before that it's just caffeine. Like, they were putting a dip in or something, but it was just caffeine. It's, yeah, it's, well, this is nicotine, so whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think, as we say all the time, is there's always a saying for something that we, you know, like, we discuss it, and they were like, shit, it was just a saying. It's like moderate, everything in moderation, kind of. But, yeah, you know, Madison and I have tried to do diets and whatever else, and we are still trying, you know, we're trying to work out and all that type of stuff, and we're, I think we're doing an okay job. But it's also like, like you said, Profane, <clears throat> it's like we just got to live also. You know, it's like, what if <laughs> we're being healthy for what? You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of a back and forth. True. Yeah, be healthy it, four days a week so you can enjoy those other things. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please do not listen. Folks, don't listen to Profane. <laughs> what? <laughs> Although, I don't know, Profane, you still run. You're, you're a good runner. You run it all still? 20 miles a week, baby. Jeez. Oh, chicken and, chicken and peas is all I eat for four days. Are you oh, serious? I, I do like I peas. Go, huh? I do like peas. The only yeah, I figured out a good way to cook them, and then I do that for four days, and I'm getting my body fat down. Okay, I see you getting ready Damn. for the gym. Okay, that oil money's March getting ready Madness, to take baby, It's almost co- cool weather. Yeah, he's ready. He's getting ready to go to Cabo, start traveling the world on that oil money. This guy. <laughs> what do you do with the peas? Yeah. Uh, instead of boiling them, I cook them in a pan with fresh mint. Fresh oh, mint. Shit. And it's an interesting oil? type, Cajun type uh, recipe that someone turned me on to that's pretty flavorful. Do you use frozen peas or do you use uh, like peas from like the grocer's aisle? I do use frozen peas. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, I've never seen anybody be able to buy just straight up peas. <laughs> I don't before. even know where you could buy, like, I don't even know, do they sell peas? Like in a bag uh, or something? Dude, I don't think they do. I think Damn, the only no. ones I know are frozen. Yeah. Right. But yeah, you just, but the, I think the key thing is, is cooking them in a pan rather mm-hmm. than boiling them. Or I guess you could always do the microwave stuff. But yeah, know. I do the microwave peas. Probably going to cook some peas and steak tonight, as a matter of fact. As soon as we get off this call here. Man, I was on a kick for a long time of just grilled chicken and a salad kit, which the salad kit dressing was more calories than. I realized, you know, but that was a pretty good, I, I was able to hang with that for a long time, you know. It's funny, like, salads make you think you're eating healthy, but you're just really piling on a bunch of shit to make yeah. it taste good. Like, it's hard, it's really hard to eat a salad. Like, about the only thing you can do is maybe if you did, like, a little bit of, you know, olive oil, some vinegar, and, like, some, like, seasons, that's about all you can do to uh keep it relatively healthy and then on top of that leaves just aren't very like there's not they're not very calorically dense so lux what does your meal plan look like you're eating like chicken and Mm -hmm. veggies majority of the time and then splurging a little bit um i like throughout the week i try to eat um fairly clean like i said uh, we, we've talked about my breakfast habits on here multiple times, but I try to eat eggs and some kind of um, 
carb, whether it's like oatmeal, cream of wheat, fruit for breakfast. Then I do. I usually eat chicken for lunch, and then I like beef for dinner, just because I like red meat. Um, but I'll do I'll do fish or red meat for dinner. I just don't like eating uh, red meat in the middle of the day for no particular reason. Then it's just a little bit heavier and it makes me a little bit sleepier. I think. But I don't know. I try to keep I try to keep it real. I don't. Then on the on the weekends, I definitely like we'll go get pizza or you know I'll hang with the boys and we'll go get we'll go out to like Mexican or something. Um, and I'll you know su- like Sunday mornings I'll eat cinnamon rolls and shit like that. So yeah, man. Not to throw a curveball here. I don't even know if you guys can answer this, but uh, got a question for you. Send it. Is Russia's army trash or what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's so much more trash than I thought, bro. Okay, so (laughs) there's multi... This is not even the military in me speaking. There's multi-faceted, or this answer is like multi-dimensional, kind of. Because part... Okay, this is another, like... uh, I don't know, conspiracy theory or not mainstream, I suppose, but a lot of people think that um, the Russian military is getting told by Putin and the Russian government that the Ukrainians are basically under like tyranny, and you know they're like their their government, the Ukrainians government is like hurting all these people. So the Russians are actually like the liberators. And then I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was one Russian, apparently a Russian guy who got captured. And then he, like, sees everybody, like, you know, being free and whatever else, and the Ukrainians are not that bad. And then he's like, holy shit, we've been, like, lied to. So I say all that to say I think the Russian military, their heart's not in it, if that makes sense. And I don't think they're putting their full force forward. Yeah, I agree um, with that. I think um, it's number one. uh, If you can just put yourself in the Ukraine – oh, it's kind of hard because we're – we're not really surrounded and we're not a small country, but it's always harder to come into somebody else's house. Like this, there's a, there's a difference, you know, like in sports, you know, being the away team coming in, like it's a whole nother ball game. Like there's no referees. There's, it's just (laughs) you coming in and like, they have all the booby traps set up. Uh, So whether you're playing a sports or they're talking about war in this case, it's war, right? Um, You're coming to their turf and they know it all. They know it. Um, well, and of all the military games you see people play, like it, the the people who have home field advantage always they always crush. So now, like you're saying, poor, I don't think that the this again this is just plain old luxury. No one. That's why we have a disclaimer at the end. Um, I, I I don't think. The Russians have thrown their full force into this because if they wanted to, I feel like they could really do a lot of damage. But I think Putin's kind of like stuck in between a rock and a hard place because he's been telling all these people like, hey, these people are actually Russian and they're just being oppressed by the government. So are you going to just like walk in there and kill everybody? Like that would be the whole like you're like you'd just be killing Russians essentially if what you're listening to Putin is true. So he has to deal with that, but he also has to worry about like 
not getting his people destroyed by all these farmers. Like I heard uh, Condoleezza Rice put it uh, great. I heard her on NPR this morning talking about it. And it's like what you, you if you're the Russians coming in, like or say if you're Putin sending people in, like you have to be very careful about what you do, because are you really going to send people in to you know, occupy a country and a neighborhood where your soldiers are literally getting capped by 60 year old grandmas just walking down the street, like, which is literally happening. <laughs> like not no joke. Like they're just regular citizens sitting in windows, waiting for the Russians to go down and just blasting them. And you got 12 year old little girls, you know, 15 year old boys and, you know, grannies with AKs cause they're literally handing them out to everybody who are just blasting at these people. So, like, you're kind of fighting a losing battle until you send everybody in, so. Yeah, I mean, what the hell are you going to do? You Okay, so you destroy this area of land, right? And you mm. invade it. And then what do you just, like, wave to your other fellow Russians? Be like, all right, cool. It's all clear. Come on in and live here. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't know what he's thinking. Um I think he's kind of got a lot of yes men around him. There's there's a there's a whole lot of um, uh, analysts out giving their opinion, like people who are legit, not just like armchair quarterbacks, um, but like legit, you know, right? Uh, international relations, um, former national security uh, policy analysts, stuff like that. I, I saw a, a quick talk from a guy who was at MI6, which is like the equivalent to our CIA. Um, he gave his perspective on it because it, it, it was really good. And all these people, like, there's a lot of um, people who are coming out and talking about this, and they're all making really good points about it. And it's 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 a really it's a multifaceted problem, and it's difficult. Um, I don't know how. Like, I don't know if the Ukrainians will be able to hold out for forever. Um, it's going to quickly turn into kind of like a guerrilla warfare if it goes on too, too much longer, I think. But I also don't think the Russians have put their full force in it. So I, it's, is it the Russians are trash? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just <laughs> they're they getting sending worse. their C team? No, I don't think they're sending their B team. I just didn't think they were prepared for like a full out war. You know, I think they were like, oh, we're just going to go do some exercises. And then all of a sudden they're like their commanders are like, all right, so you know how we're just going to, like, stage and do an exercise? Well, we need you actually to go across there. And, like, here's actual bullets and guns. They're like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, like, go, we need you to go, like, capture this territory. Like, but I thought we were just chilling. Like, I was planning on, you know, going on vacation in a couple of weeks. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You thought? <laughs> yeah, and Luxury made a good point about it's always harder to invade a country than defend yours, as you could imagine. And it's also like the infinite game kind of idea of, you know, the Ukrainians are fighting for their uh, country, basically, whereas the Russians are just fighting to, you know, invade something or win, you know? So they're like different willpowers there, as well as, like Luxury said, like they're arming everybody. So like everybody's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I thought it was funny. um, There's been a whole bunch of videos on the social medias like you see people like literally like it's what's wild to me is there's like random ukrainians just driving by russians 
and like just talking to them and like making fun of them. They just continue on. And the Russians aren't shooting them because like I don't know why they're not shooting. But like I mean, I right. can't just shoot civilians. Yeah. But so like like just the fact that like you have like people walking like the Russians are inter- basically intermingling with like regular citizens. Literally anybody could be a threat, and they're just gonna be walking around. And one day, like we saw oh, this, you know, that like you, you see this in um, Afghanistan and like basically like the insurgency um, deployments people had or counterinsurgency deployments people had here, um, like Americans had, and and really a lot of the NATO allies um, or the alliance, I should say, like you're walking around like not to back in the day, you know, like. Iraq 2004, when you're walking down Fallujah, like, sure, it's like a war zone, but you might pass some kids, you know, one second, and then everything's good, and then you come back through there, and then those same kids are shooting at you now, and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, I was just, I we literally just walked by these guys, and they were cool, and that could that could happen, because that's just how it is. It's tough. And for, for those, for the Russians, like, they're, they're fighting a losing battle, but they also... I, I, I don't think they'll win the way they think they'll win. They may win by destroying the entire country of Ukraine, but they won't win like the hearts and minds. Like, you you can't. Do you think they'll find that Trump server or the emails? <laughs> Dude, why is Ukraine such a fucking hot spot for political like? We'll get finally get that golden shower video we were all looking for. <laughs> I guess he was on a. Do you guys follow? Uh, I'm sure you guys have probably seen the videos. Bob Meanery. He makes the kind of funny um, voiceovers for sports and various things. I didn't realize that's what he was doing. I guess he's on the full send stuff. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know what the full send. I, I just saw him post about it, and then I guess uh, he had Donnie T on there. And I was like, oh. It was wild. I'm like, how did these clowns get pull this off? I don't know. It's a it's like four pranksters, and well, they pulled it, off like they're pulling off all these crazy interviews. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, is it really? I guess it's not that to me. It's not that hard to believe that you have a bunch of clowns get somebody on like that. But I'll leave it there. <laughs> I wonder. I always wondered who we could get on if we tried. You know. I don't know. I think the hard part for us is we got to like, like, we just don't, care. <laughs> we care about our listeners, but we don't care enough to be like promote ourselves. So they'd be like, Oh, how yeah. many listens do you got? Oh, you only got, you know, like 50,000 listen, like 50,000 listeners. Uh, not big enough. You know, who's your audience? We're like, I don't know. Anybody wants to listen. They're like, God, ah, no, we want to only do 50,000. I don't know how many we have. Holy we might have shit. more, we have less, who knows? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's so, casual, but go ahead. I guess I was like watching some of the social media stuff from inside the Ukraine. I'm like, dude, I'm less scared of the Russian military now. Obviously, you gotta be afraid of the nuclear stuff, but as far as like their army coming in, I'm like, these guys are trash. I mean, it looks like they got a little bit of a, you know, they can shell from the air. Yeah, like, no, they got uh, stuff like. That's their, I thought the first day when they were launching fucking cruise missiles and going hard, I was like, oh, shit, they're about to roll the fuck over Ukraine. They uh, should be already fucking have the country right now. Yeah, they. Sh- I mean, logistically, I don't know, but they're. Us- I'll tell you one thing, man. 
They're using that fucking technology we gave them fucking to use. Oh my god, what are you saying? That, are you talking about this like whole Afghanistan re like ship no, the helicopter no. over there type stuff or well, yeah, like we, we so we sent them stingers and javelins and oh, uh, shit like that. That's that's what they're shooting these airplanes down with. They're not using like I think they're using some Russians like old Russian style stuff, but they're using a lot. Oh, of, you're talking yeah. about us sending uh, Ukraine people weapons? Yeah. yeah, like they're basically just testing this shit for us, and it's like, yeah, this shit works real good. <laughs> that <laughs> has like, been wild to see them shoot some of that shit down. Like, pretty, pretty. I can And here's the thing for me. Like, uh, again, this is now we're just kind of talking more about like just experience in the military. And I'm just and wondering. I, I obviously sound like an idiot because I know nothing about what I'm talking about. No, like, but like you watch this. Like, how many videos do you watch of Russian helicopters getting shot down and watch Russian aircraft? I'm thinking if we're sent, like, I guess this is just a good sobering, you know. It's a sobering thing to look at being a person in the military. Like, if you have to go to full scale war, this is what it could look like. Like, and not to mention, you know, sure, like stingers and jabs are really good weapons that we created. But you know, former Soviet Union weapons and Chinese weapons can do the exact same thing. So if we're in a conflict and they're shooting helicopters down like one, two, three, four at a time. And we gotta send some motherfucking helicopters in. Fuck. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Fuck I'm that. so glad I'm not doing shit for the army anymore. Oh my god. Fuck that. Me rock me doing an air assault, get fucked. That's what they say. That's that's how I think about sieging some fucking guerrilla warfare country. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. All I can think about is uh when I played Battlefield three and <laughs> uh, but nah, never mind. That's too fucked. Never mind. Um yeah, and the interesting, well, the other thing, too, to give, I guess, credit to the Russians, I suppose, or con- consideration, is no, like, it's not like they do, anybody does this every day, you know? Yeah. So, like, we could all train to do whatever, but when you actually do it, it's like, uh, is it Mike Tyson who said, like, everybody's got a plan to they get punched in the face, you know? Yeah. It's like, right. they, they have this plan, oh, we're going to go there, are you going to do that, are you going to do that? And then before you know it, like they can't talk to each other. They don't know what's going on. Something's happening, you know. So yeah, and I think they had, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and that's why fog of war is also why I don't want to listen to a lot of the news about it because you know they'll say like one thing like that ghost of Kiev, right? Yeah, I'm still trying to figure (laughs) if that is real. (laughs) Who is this? Some fucking sniper dude? No, uh, fighter pilot. That's right. It's like the one badass fighter pilot. Yeah. And so, like, then, you know, they talked about it, then, so I thought it was real, and then they're like, oh, no, it's fake, and I'm like, oh, shit. And then somebody else posted a photo of him, or something, supposedly him, it's like, no, it's real, it's like, is it, though? You know, it's like, okay. Yeah, they said his call sign was ghost, I'm like, that call sign's way too cool. Yeah. (laughs) Where's fucking uh titty me at <laughs> that's, that's the that's all i know so re- he was real his name was fucking titty me or you know, <laughs> yeah. <pumpkin>, you know? <laughs> that's like that's a real fucking that's that's the real ghost the kid the fucking yeah. guy named blumpkin uh <laughs> but but i'll tell you one th- one more thing like i know we're kind of running out of time or we might even be overtime but um it, it, I, I will say it's, it's definitely a reality check. This is 
And credit is due to both as far as like this is kind of the Sun Tzu look at this um, and kind of the outside looking in credit goes to like when you're looking at mil- like military operationally credit goes to both Ukraine and Russia because these guys are the first people in what let's say 50 yeah no 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 like probably 40 uh, 30 40 years that have had a near peer fight or pretty close to a near peer fight um so and when we say near peer fight like people who have um equal resources and technology uh the roughly equal technological advances so you know hey it's it's deadly and now you kind of we kind of all all the big dogs in the the world uh kind of have a something to look at like this is what the next fight will probably look at so you know are they gonna stop at the when they get ukraine uh, who knows who knows i think I mean, I think Putin wants to fucking get the USSR back together, you know? Yeah. It's like he's got a t- he's got a tough job though because a lot yeah. of those FSU countries, and when I say FSU, that stands for former Soviet Union. Um, a lot of those FSU countries like are part of NATO now, and <laughs> so what? Are they, I don't know what they're gonna do. Yeah, he's kind of living a pipe dream, but yeah, maybe Ukraine I, I, is just uh, the one who they want really bad. I mean, it's just horrible, obviously. Everybody agrees, like, with all the refugees and stuff. Like, imagine you have to leave your country. You know, maybe you're... Oh God, it's horrible to think about, like, your family getting split up or whatever else. But, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you, you don't have a job anymore. You don't know where you're going. And then you go to another country and you have nothing... You know, like, you might not even speak the language or something like that. Like, it's horrible, you know. Um, yeah. Well... I don't know what looks like. I, my clock says hour 20, so we might be a little long, but I don't know. Yeah, we're like 1 plus 17 recording. Okay. All right, well, I'm all right calling it a day then. Yeah, I guess I was just going to say, like, I suppose trying to donate to, like, Ukrainian charities or something, if if there is something like that, or, like, UNICEF, I guess, is or Amnesty International might be, like, refugees type yeah, stuff. Yeah, Doctors but, Without Borders or some shit like that. Yeah, but there's not, obviously not much we can do, unfortunately, which sucks, but... Yeah. Shitty, uh, shitty world, I suppose, and really, it's Putin's fault. <clears throat> yeah. That's the other thing, too, is, like, the Russian people don't even... Obviously, they wouldn't agree with this, you know? So it's kind of like, at what point is it just one man going fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. Or, like, doing it, we, stupid we shit. We got him. We gotta leave him leave him an option out because if we don't, then he's yeah, good. right. That's the kind of shitty part. But anyways, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? At least COVID's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Yeah. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.